Welcome back to Plus Ultra Anime for our Thursday episode, where we generally just sit and talk about kind of what we've watched the past week. Uh, Monday episode generally takes care of, like, the news and all that stuff that's happened in the past week for anime. And like I said on our Monday episode, Nathy is gone, so we're not going to talk about My Hero Academia today. I'll still talk a little bit of Haikyuu because we did finish the first season and started the second season before she left on her trip, but... You know, we'll get more in depth into that once she gets back, when we can both, you know, voice our opinions about about that. But anyways, we're going to jump into it today because we're going to talk about a couple different series that I've watched. Well, I've watched a couple different movies. I've watched like three movies here. Uh, I watched the Nino Kuni movie. I watched Castle of Cagliostro, which is a loop in the third movie. Uh, Voices of a Distant Star. And then, of course, we'll talk about Galaxy Express, which is the series that... I am currently watching, and like I said, I did take I did slow down a little bit on Galaxy Express because me and Nathy were watching so much of Haikyuu, but since she's been gone, I have picked it back up a little bit. So, anyways, I'm gonna start out with Voices of a Distant Star. This is one of Makoto Shinkai's like first works. It's not his first movie. I I think she and her cat was like his first little four episode movie or series, and uh, that was like back in 1999. This movie came out in 2002 and basically it takes it takes place on earth and humanity has been attacked by what is called the tartians they start annihilating the human race so of course the human race starts fighting back and this girl named mikako ends up like kind of joining the naval or i guess like the air force like the nasa air force type of thing so that they can go out and and fight fight the Tartians and so that the humanity can survive. Anyways, she and her boyfriend, whose name is Noboru, you know, they, they'd been together all through middle school. I mean, in in fact, she's only like 15 years old when she leaves for space. And once she gets up to space, she doesn't even really age at all while he on earth still is aging. And the further and further she gets away from earth, the longer it takes for messages to get to him. So like by the time she gets to Jupiter, it takes about six months for a message to get back to Nauru. And then when she gets past Jupiter, she gets to Pluto. Then it takes like, it, oh, it was like a year and a half for the next message to get to him. And then when she, then she finally leaves um, the Earth solar, our solar system and goes into the Agartha. Well, sorry, Agartha is the name of a planet that they visit. They go into the Sirius system and they basically kind of get lost in space. It's kind of like on Star Trek Voyager when they get thrown into the Delta Quadrant. Takes them, you know, 70 years to get back to Earth. Well, at least that's how it is from the start of the series. But anyways, they get out into the Sirius system. They don't really know the way back to Earth. But at that point, you know, her old her really old school cell phone, which, I mean, like I said, this this movie came out back in 2002. So the cell phones are the same as back in 2002, those good old Nokia bricks. But anyways, they realize it's going to take eight years for the message to come get back to him. And so Noboru decides, like, he's going to wait for her. He's not going to... He's not going to move on. He's going to actually wait for her to come back and has the hope and 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 belief that she'll return back to earth one day. Um, to me, this wasn't like my absolute favorite Makoto Shinkai, but it was still really, really good. Definitely one worth watching. It is on Crunchyroll and it's short. It's like a 24 minute, uh, movie. So it's almost like just watching a, your everyday 
series, you know, one episode of your everyday favorite series, I'd definitely check it out. I think it's a good movie. I All of Makoto Shinkai's movies have a very similar vibe to them, and this one is no different from that. <clears throat> Excuse me. But it, uh, it was really good. I really thought it was worth watching, so definitely check it out, especially if you like the Makoto Shinkai movies like Fireworks or Your Name or even the newest Weathering With You, uh, Silent Voice, which I think, I believe it's Silent no, sorry, Silent Voice is not a Mikoto Shinkai. Uh, Garden of Words is the one I was thinking of. But anyways, definitely one worth checking out if you've got the time or if, you want, if you're looking for something just kind of short to entertain yourself for about 25 minutes, highly recommend it. So moving on from that, we'll talk. So we'll talk the first season of Haikyuu. I absolutely loved Haikyuu the first season. When Nathy gets back, like I said, we'll continue on. We'll get further and further into season two until we're all the way caught up. I know as soon as we're back together again it's gonna be we'll be caught up within just a few weeks to to where the new episodes are coming out um if you love or if you enjoy sports anime this is definitely one to check out the thing that i liked best in the whole first season is you know you see the progress of the team and how they you know kind of recognize their own weaknesses and really start to help each other focus on making each other stronger and working as a team together to to play better and to win games or win matches you know in the first season they they have a have a really good tournament i'm not in case someone is just starting watching i'm not going to say how far they get or if they win or not but it's a it's a good season definitely a great series definitely one we're checking out like I said, it's I still don't quite think it's as good as like Kuroko, but that's mostly because I'm really a huge basketball fan. So I definitely check it out if you are in the the mood for some sports and some camaraderie and brotherhood. So anyways, we're going to move on from that one. So I've So Lupin the 3rd is a fairly old series. I believe that came out in the 70s as well as you know, um, as a Galaxy Express. So this this movie, Castle of Cagliostro, has actually been my first introduction to Lupin the Third. I've known about Lupin the Third for a little bit now. It wasn't something that I'd heard of all my life, kind of thing. More than anything, I got more acquainted with it earlier. I'd say late, towards the end of last year, probably started hearing a little bit more about it, especially where they 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 did that new movie with Lupin the Third. Um, this movie, The Castle of Cagliostro, is from 1978, if I remember right, or early 80s, something like that. Uh, but man, it really made me want to watch the whole the actual series. There's like five seasons of Lupin the Third. Um, on they're all on Crunchyroll. They're all available on Crunchyroll. And each one has pretty much a five-star rating. I don't think I saw one with with less than a four-and-a-half-star rating. I think they all have at least a four-and-a-half-star rating. So it's really good. I, As far as Castle of Cagliostro, this movie is on Netflix, and that's where I watched it. And uh, I really, really liked it. Lupin the Third is actually a really good character. He's a lot of fun. Just kind of a... He's funny when he needs to be smart. He's, he's serious when he needs to be. And uh, it's just kind of a fun, interesting series. Uh, Lupin the Third is considered a thief. Like the movie starts out, he just stole a billion dollars from a uh, 
from a high-end casino. Turns out all the money was fake, so they just drop it off. And as they're just kind of driving by, some lady in a in a wedding dress drives past, drives, like just zooms past them. And so, you know, they go to catch up because she's getting chased by a couple of like mobsters, basically. And she's virtually being forced to marry the Duke of the castle of Cagliostro. And uh, so this whole movie, like, excuse me, this whole movie, like Lupin is trying to get there to try and help her and save her and, and get her out of the, like the highest tower in the castle. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was funny. I'd definitely check it out. This It's a little bit longer of a movie. It's like, it's not quite two hours. It's probably about an hour and 45 minutes or so. But uh, definitely a good introduction. At least I felt like it was a good introduction to Lupin the Third. That, like I said, the series itself, where it's got five se- four or five seasons, is really long. So it's definitely one that you can sink your teeth into if you do want to start a long series. But maybe watch this Castle of Cagliostro before you decide if you want to jump into it entirely or not. Now, with that being said, the other movie I watched on Netflix, and I watched it yesterday, was uh, Nino Kuni. And unfortunately, I've never had the chance to actually play the video game, so I don't know how close it follows to the to the game. But I really enjoyed this the movie. It is a an isekai. One of the things I liked about this isekai movie, which was that I found different from other isekais, is when the two main characters jump into this new world, they can actually come back. It's like they can almost cross over as they please. Once they get to a point where their like life is in danger, it'll automatically shift them into the next world <clears throat> or into the other world. And virtually this story is two guys have a really good friend that's a girl. One, one of the boys is virtually going out with a girl. The, the other guy who's in the wheelchair is kind of the third wheel with him, but they're always been, the two guys have always been best friends, always looked out for each other. And uh, w- one day, you know, after, after they're walking home, the girl goes off on her own and she ends up getting chased by some weirdo and getting stabbed. And so she, you know, got a hold of one of the boys on the phone and they ran out to help her. And when they got to her, you know, she'd been stabbed. And so one of them grabs and starts running to the hospital. He almost gets hit by a car. And then right then he they transport into the other world. And there they meet a princess who looks like exactly like their friend uh, Kotono, I believe was her name. And she looks identical to it. So they come to find out that lives in both these worlds are actually linked. So in our world here, here we're linked to those who are in this other world. And so if someone dies in the other world, the person in, in the Isekai world is supposed to die as well. So when one person is saved, it means someone else in the other world has to die. So, And then in the end, it just virtually comes down to like trying to save the lives of both Kotono and this princess. And, you know, it's it's really good. It's it's kind of like a classic isekai, like a sim- very similar story to many of the isekais, but at the same time, it is different, and I did really enjoy it. So again, I would highly recommend it. If you have played the video game, I don't again. I don't know how how closely it follows the video game, but I imagine it. You know, it's made me more curious to want to play the video game. I've wanted to play it for a while, and I it's it's a it's a game that has always been really good. Like the lowest I've ever seen it go on sale is like 45 bucks 
and that's for Nino Kuni too. I'm tempted to buy Nino Kuni too, just so I can kind of find out what happened in the continuation of it. So, anyways, definitely another one that I'd recommend you check out. I really enjoyed it. And again, I do really enjoy the isekai genre, so maybe that's why I really liked it. But overall, I think the story was good. Uh, there wasn't a whole lot of dead moments. Like, it was actually pretty consistently moving and kept you engaged pretty much the whole movie. So definitely want to check out, especially if you just want to watch, sit down watch a good movie. So <clears throat> anyways, moving on from that to Galaxy Express, which I have watched. And since I have seen, like, like 35 episodes in the past week or two, I'm just going to highlight a couple episodes that I really liked. Um, the last one that I that I watched, <clears throat> uh, this guy was going traveling home to this place called Planet Sweet Sweet, and it was a planet where where the earth and the soil was was actually edible. You could eat it. So this guy hadn't been back to Earth in over, or not to Earth, back to Planet Sweet Sweet in over fifteen years. 50 years, not 15, 50 years. So he's super excited to get back to see his world. And as the Galaxy Express is, you know, pulling in from space, and you can see a planet of the world, uh, the conductor runs in, he calls it Planet Bitten. And he's like, what the heck? It's called Planet Sweet Sweet. And then the conductor explains, well, that's what it used to be called. But now, you know, they've sold so much of the world away because it's so edible that uh, to other worlds that there's not a whole lot left of it. And so the guy finally gets onto the world and is just super disappointed from what it used to be to what it was then. Just all the, like, all these people selling all their land just for, to, you know, they got a huge cash out. But, you know, it said shortly after the Galaxy Express train left, the planet eventually disappeared because they sold all the soil off to people who wanted to eat it. So that's one thing I do like about this series is... Like, something different happens on every single planet. I mean, I will say this. A lot of times, for some reason, Tetsuro gets kidnapped on a lot of planets. And a lot of people decide they want to live with him for some reason. So that it's like he's nice to them. So they, like, try to lock him up and make sure he can stay with them. That's happened on multiple episodes. And, and that's fine. I, it's okay. It's just that part gets a little pre- repetitive. But I do really enjoy seeing, like, the different ideas on how they portray space and how they portray each different planet. Again, this is a really old series. This was from the 70s. And, you know, I had never heard of it until until I was looking for, for anime about space. Uh, but the ideas have been, even though it's so old, it's, to me they feel so crisp and new and just kind of something fun that yeah, I haven't seen in other, other series, and especially other space movies and, and stuff like that, like Star Wars or Star Trek. Star Trek has a lot of unique ideas when it comes to space, but nothing quite like this. I've really liked Galaxy Express. Uh, Another one I wanted to talk about. So there's a planet where everyone virtually is covered in gold dust and they consider if you're not in gold, if you're not covered in gold, you're not worth living on the planet. So that was kind of an interesting one. There's another planet that suddenly disappeared. Um, and so where the planet used to be, there was just a, like a bunch of entities, a, go- a bunch of ghosts virtually um, that were there. And the ghosts eventually take over the Galaxy Express 999. And again, of course, Tetsuro, in- Tetsuro ends up being the-, the main target for a mother ghost and her child. And she wants to put her child's ghost virtually in Tetsuro's body because her son wanted to get a me- mechanical body just like Tetsuro does. 
But in the end, the boys decided he didn't he didn't want to take over Tetsuro's body because he felt like he and Tetsuro were too similar. So I thought that was kind of cool. I thought that was kind of a, a fun, unique episode. There's another episode where it's snowing in space, which I thought was kind of a cool idea because, you know, we know so... I think we, we really just don't know a whole lot about space. And the, the cool thing about a lot of the stuff like I've seen with this series is like in space, anything can happen. Who knows if there's some sort of phenomenon in space where it, it, it could be snowing. There's like, in fact, there's another episode where a planet virtually got destroyed, but they had so much vegetation on it that where the planet used to be, there's nothing but vegetation just floating around in space. So there's leaves and all these things like that. And they actually meet a really cool character who, instead of having a mechanical body, his body was made out of like a high end type of wood that was made from the wood from the planet that was destroyed. So that was kind of cool. And then kind of the last episode I want to highlight was they go to a planet that has been a bit like there's no there's there's lots of life on the planet but there's no there's only like two humans on it and it's virtually this guy like Tarzan I think he calls himself Sakekana because he makes everyone on the all the animals and the monkeys drink sake with him and he like trapped trapped a lady on the planet with him because he just didn't want to be alone so afterwards he tries trapping Madel and Tetsuro on there but eventually he respected Tetsuro because even though he's like only a 10 year old boy, you know, he stood up to him and Tetsuro's he's, he's, you know, he's a 10 year old who's got some balls. I'll tell you that he's not afraid of anybody, (laughs) but I, I, this is the other thing with galaxy express. I have been so tempted to look ahead and try and find out just who the heck Maytel really is because, you know, as we, I've talked about galaxy express a little bit in the past and how she's the one that after his mom died she took him in got him a a ticket for the galaxy express and you know has virtually saved him and taken care of him throughout this whole this whole first season that i'm almost done with the first season here and uh it just surprises me because it's like there's something fishy going on. She has a suitcase where she gets where she talks almost to like a FBI agent type of thing. She herself seems like some sort of secret agent spy. She's she's hardcore. She's almost like a, uh, what's her called Black Widow on on the Avengers. I feel like she she's like unbeatable. She can do everything. So I've, it's like I've been so tempted just to search ahead and online to find out who she really is. But at the same time. I don't want to spoil it for myself. And again, I know this is an old series, but it's still new to me. So anyways, if you're, if, if you're watching and following along with me, I'm on about episode 34 right now. I expect I'll probably be around episode 45, 40. I'll probably be around maybe episode 50 by next week, I think. So if you're watching along with me, you kind of know a little more what I'm talking about. But anyways, another great series to start. This one's, it's long, but it's not as long as other series. It's like 100 episodes. So anyways, this is our episode for today. Hope you kind of enjoyed it. And if so, we'll, we'll love to see you back here on Monday. Again, we appreciate everyone that comes back and listen. Everyone from all over the world that's listened to our, our podcast, we really appreciate it. Definitely keep coming back. And uh, we'll, we'll see you on Monday. And again, Monday we'll be talking more about some of the bigger news and things interesting stuff that's happened in the anime world. So we'll see you on Monday. Have a great day.